It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, fight fans, to the big fight preview for the biggest card this weekend in women's boxing. It's got to be the biggest card in women's boxing history, surely, because it's an all-female card. Headlined by Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall in this long-awaited, highly anticipated, undisputed middleweight clash. A very, very exciting headline event, but a very head exciting headlining, co-headlining support as well with Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner fighting for four titles in the super featherweight division. It's not a completely undisputed fight because it's the IBO that's in there and not the WBA, but to me it's practically like an undisputed fight. Uh, It's certainly a a four-title unified fight, but it's a huge fight. These are probably the two best in the super featherweight division, in my opinion. This is like number one and number two fighting against each other. So excited to talk about that. Obviously, there's a few names that we'll recognise here in the UK that are also on this particular card as well. But let's go for the main event. Let's get right to the jugular with this episode. Shields and Marshall, this fight has been long awaited. It's been going on for years. The talk of this fight finally happening. And it's the biggest fight in female boxing aside from Serrano and Taylor earlier on this year because of the fact that these two are two fighters that have got all this potential and Shields for the most part certainly solidified herself as one of the greatest women of all time she considers herself to be the greatest woman of all time at this moment in time but Savannah Marshall's got a lot to say about that and she certainly feels she's the one to upset the Shields apple cart here and it's a really good fight to break down and dissect because they've got these 
different styles. And because they fought in the amateurs and Marshall beat her in the amateurs many years ago, there's always this sort of psychological edge that you can see Marshall has over Shields. And when you see the way Shields reacts in a lot of these presses and behind behind the ropes and beyond the gloves or whatever it's called on Sky Sports, you know the uh, the face to face sit downs, and you can and you can you can just see the shit that she chats half the time. Shields like she does back up a lot of the stuff she says, but. I th- you can see, I think, like, there's a little bit more psychological warfare in this particular fight because, you know, no matter if she considers that loss in the amateurs to be irrelevant at this stage, which many people will consider to be irrelevant, there's still always that sort of niggling feeling that, you know, this this, this, this is the girl that's beat me. This is the only person that's ever been able to overthrow me in a boxing ring, amateur or pro. So there's always that sort of psychological edge there. But people consider Savannah Marshall to be a really big puncher and think that she's going to be able to grind down shields over the course of the rounds. And when she lands, that she's going to hurt shields and she's potentially going to stop her. And then you've got people that think Shields is so good as a boxer that she's just going to bamboozle Savannah Marshall and run rings around her and and just make her self be solidified as one of the greatest women of all time in in boxing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got all of the elements, hasn't it? I mean, they're obviously Sky and ESPN. It's going to be on ESPN in America for those that don't know. um, And then on uh, Sky over here. Now, the angle is clear. The angle is she beat her in the amateurs. She's undefeated. So, therefore... Now, it adds a little bit of spice to it. Look, this happened, I think, when Clarissa was like 17 years of age. Um, so you, you take what you want on that. End of the day, she went on to get gold in 2012 uh, over here. And that was uh, the moment that we noticed her uh, as boxing fans. You know, Clarissa going on to win. You know, with 2012 also being the very first time that female boxing ever, ever was a part of the Olympics as well. So, you know, there's a lot of boxing that's gone on before the Olympics, but it's it's really rejuvenated itself in the last 10 years. Since 2012, female boxing has just gone on leaps and bounds. And I think what solidifies that is the fact that we do have an all-female card. And it's great that Sky have picked up on it. And, and you know, with the signings they've made, which we'll talk about the three girls in a minute that have come on the back of the, the most recent Olympics in Tokyo, you know, you've got two great fights, you know, two very, very good fights. And uh, with a lot of needle Um, and they're they're very similar in their respects in terms of the styles that each girl brings as well. So you've got that that the ones that are considered to be the aggressive fighters, the the, the big bangers and the punches in in Marshall and Bam Gardner. And then you also have the, 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 the boxers in Maya and Clarissa. And it's about everybody loves a boxer puncher and that's the angle they're going. I do believe that Bam Gardner and Marshall are better than just punchers. I think there's more to them than that. Um, and I also believe that Clarissa and, uh, and Maya, they both do have more pop than what maybe their records perceive, especially with Clarissa Shields, because for me, Clarissa is a harder puncher. I think what it is with Clarissa is that she has this game plan and she steps into a fight with her plan and she will box girls she'll box their heads off and when girls actually feel the pop and you've seen it probably I reckon there probably could be an extra five knockouts on Clarissa's resume if she had have really put her foot down but she won't divert herself from that plan she's very rigid in what she does she has an an idea of how she's going to beat Savannah for instance and therefore she's going to push that envelope and that's what she's going to continue to do but it makes it very intriguing because for me I don't believe that Clarissa's fought anyone as that can punch as hard as Savannah. And I don't believe that Savannah's fought anyone with the boxing skills 
and even the power of Clarissa. I think people see the two knockouts and they think she can't bang. She can. She can hurt people and therefore they just go in within themselves and she just outboxes them. And if you, I've seen enough of Clarissa Shields to see that on probably five or six occasions where girls have gone in to try and attack her, realise actually she's got a bigger pop than that. I'm just going to survive the fight. And uh, But that's... That there's there's so many so many different angles with this fight. It makes it very exciting, and the fact that it's an all female card. I mean, it's, it's great. And we've been we've been out literally cheering this, throwing a banner out for an all female card for the last what sort of eighteen months, Sean. So it's great that we can finally discuss an all female card, and it's exciting. It's more it's given me more excitement than probably some some of the men's fighting. And look, it's just boxing. It's not men. It's not women. It's a great card in general for boxing. I think the two main events, the two big fights on the card are huge. Uh, the rest yeah. of the card really, it, you know, in reality is is made up of what you would expect from a normal card, which is a lot of the prospects. But these are highly regarded prospects. You know, like you said, you mentioned the Olympians, Dubois, Caroline Dubois, Lauren Price, Carice Artin-Store. You know, these are highly rated prospects that have come from the amateur scene, done so well in the amateur scene and have now turned over. But their fight in girls obviously with sort of like 50-50 records so you're expecting them to look good in these fights the rest of the card isn't like a masterpiece but the fact that it is just all females on this card is historic and that's the that's the big selling point of it it's an all-female fight card i mean has it ever happened not to my knowledge not to many people's knowledge i don't i don't see you know anybody else putting this type of a card on anywhere else so it's huge it's huge for the sport and you know four of the biggest names in the sport are going at it four of the biggest names in boxing are going at it and they're going at it for four titles you've got one undisputed title fight going on and then you've got a unified four belt title fight going on on the same card so you know all the girls that are going to be on the undercard are going to be looking at these fights they're going to be probably going out there getting their jobs done and coming back and sitting ringside and watching these fights because these are two big big fights so getting into a little bit of a breakdown then for both of the big main fights Clarissa Shields Savannah Marshall we're going to have to do a bit of a pit stop preview for both of them to make sure we can cover both and the rest of the card as well so shields marshall is the headlining event for us it's the headlining event for for most people not to be obviously pipped at the post by mayor and Baumgartner, but i think shields marshall needs to be the one that we need to talk about first in terms of styles we've mentioned styles we've mentioned a lot of things about both of these fighters going into this fight i suppose the big questions that we're waiting for the answers to is which style is going to be able to overthrow the other one is it going to be savannah's hard punching style her methodical way of breaking down fighters or is it going to be the high work rate the combination punching of clarissa shields that's going to outpoint savannah marshall over the course of the 10 rounds i know i'm asking a question that we're waiting for the answers to but in your opinion how do you think this fight plays out oh mate um i think you know what the 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 first element I need to pick up at for me, and this is watching some of these, especially after sort of Taylor and Serrano as well, is how quickly these rounds go. You know, two minutes. And I'm watching Natasha the other day, the other night. It, it it just goes so quickly. I think these fights, they need to add at least another 30 seconds or make them three-minute rounds. I don't see why they can't do it. Um, still make it 10. They have to be 12. But look, I, I just, I think that that suits the boxer. Um, than the puncher for me. And you don't really see big banging girls. You don't since sort of Marshall, really. She's the one that's come through. But who has she really knocked at? I mean, when you look at her record, 
There's no one on there that stands out and makes you think, well, you know, look how good this girl was. And then vice versa with Clarissa, where she hasn't fought anyone with a real serious power. She's only been down once in her career. And um, and I did watch that fight recently, the, sort of the opening round, and it, the, the, her opponent at the time, she was just all over the place. Uh, I can't remember the girl's name now, but she was just throwing wild punches. It looked so amateur, it was ridiculous. And when you see Taylor Serrano and you've seen Jonas and, you know, recently, and now you've seen Clarissa and you, you, you've seen Marshall and Maya and uh, Bam Gardner, that, you know, these girls are elite in terms of the way they fight. They are elite fighters. And it's nice to be able to sort of see these these women fighting elite because it does tend to be you have the elite fighter against someone that's just nowhere near that ability. So that's what makes this even more intriguing. But I don't know. I think for me, look, if, if Savannah's got to, got to get her, she's got to hit uh, Clarissa early. And I think that will be the, the point where you see Clarissa's reaction. If, if Clarissa feels it and it does hurt her, then... Um, she may divert from that plan from the first time we've ever seen her do it because I don't think she will. If she gets her attention, I think then you'll see possibly Savannah put the pressure on. If she doesn't, then that's where it's going to get interesting. Logically, in my head, Sean, if I'm going to be a betting man, I would put, I would say it, it, it's a Clarissa Shields fight because of the fact there's only two minute rounds, because of the fact that she's been in other fights before that Savannah Marshall hasn't necessarily been in. It's just a matter of whether she can hit her cleanly. And if she does, it's just, I'll be looking at that for the first sort of four, five, four, six minutes of that fight. First three rounds, I'll be I'll be looking to see whether, even if it's a shot on the arm, the body, whatever it is, um, does it take her attention? If it doesn't, I think you could well see Clarissa Shields out box Savannah. And if Savannah gets too silly in there, she could even get stopped herself. It's a prediction that I think a lot of boxing purists, a lot of the hardcore fans will probably expect to happen. They'll think that Savannah Marshall, that punch alone isn't going to win in the fight. And I think she's got attributes that she could win this fight with. It just depends on the game plan they've structured together to beat Clarissa Shields. Clarissa Shields, as you said, in, in two-minute rounds, which do go really fast, as you rightly pointed out, all she needs to be... All she needs to do really is be active, active and throw mm-hmm. shots and throw combinations. That could be enough to just win her this fight. She doesn't necessarily have to go toe to toe, and I don't think she will. I think she's a very smart girl, and I think what she will do is she will certainly try and get inside and out very quickly on Savannah, throw the combinations, be a little bit like a Sugar Ray Leonard trying to win them last 30 seconds of the round. You know, maybe look at more eye catching shots towards the end of the round. I think she's going to try that sort of a game plan on Savannah. Whereas Savannah has got that reach advantage over her and, and that slight height advantage over her as well to be able to box her on the outside, set her up for a one-two combination. But it's whether she's going to be able to cut the ring off and keep uh, Clarissa Shields in one place at one time. If she can't do that successfully, I think Shields will outbox her and win the fight on points. But if she's able to effectively cut the ring off with that sort of aggression, you know, that pressure, educated pressure, I think maybe if she does land, she might hurt Clarissa Shields, which may change the course of the fight. There's a lot of if, buts and maybes to how this this fight goes down. There's a lot of ways of, of angling how this fight could play out. And like you, you know, if I was... Genuinely, if I was putting a bet on this particular fight, I'd have to go with Clarissa Shields on points. That, would, to me, would be the obvious bet to put on this fight because she's the one that would likely have that game plan that would frustrate 
Savannah Marsh so that would be able to get in and get out and, and be able to do what I'm saying I think she's going to do in this particular fight so for that I have to go down that route and say that I think as much as I want Savannah Marshall to win this fight I want her to so shut Cla- I want her to shut Clarissa Shields up absolutely she's obnoxious she's she's yeah she's playing up to the crowd she's being the pantomime villain she's being the gobshite in, in this scenario I'm not her biggest fan when it comes down to the stuff that she says, the way she conducts herself in that in that regard. I'm not saying she isn't a nice person because I know I've seen that things go on outside of the ring where she's done a lot of things for a lot of people and helps a lot of people. But when it comes down to the sort of pantomime villain act, the stuff that comes out of her mouth sometimes is just obnoxious. And that's why I'd want Savannah to win. In my heart, I'd want Savannah to win. But in my head... I'm thinking Clarissa might just get it on points in this in this fight. I'd like to be proved wrong. This is one occasion where I'm making a prediction where I'd like to say, yeah. please, please get me wrong. Please get Savannah to win this fight. This is me being a bit, little bit biased for a change rather than being objective for a fight. And I think many people will probably say, yeah, I can agree with you that. And I can understand why you'd want Savannah to win this fight because not a lot of UK fight fans like they might like Clarissa's style but they don't like her attitude they don't like her demeanor and I think there's a lot of people out there that feel like us when they say they wanted to get beat for, for, for sort of those reasons but when it comes down to a boxing ability she's got the tools to do it and she's got the tools to make the fight comfortable for herself so I'm going Clarissa I think she wins it on points I think it's probably going to be a UD I can't well, possibly could be a, a split decision. Depends on how Marshall fights. But again, a lot, a lot of ifs, buts, and maybes going on here. But I'm going to stick to that. I'm, I think Shields wins it, but I hope that Marshall does. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, and you're right. I mean, it makes it very difficult to root for someone when they're that cocky and that arrogant. It it really does. No matter what, wherever they're from. If it was if it was Savannah being that one and at that sort of personality, and and Clarissa was the nicer one coming in. You know, I mean, look, 
they, we do like to see a bit of needle, but it's not about that. It's the other stuff with with Clarissa, Clarissa where she just really does annoy me. And, and the fact is, is that the, the difference in personalities from her in 2012, she seemed like such a lovely girl. I was like, I really found myself quite endearing on her story and and how she 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 won the gold and then she moved into professional career and she turned into a bit of an arsehole. Let's be honest, that's what's happened. Uh, but look, yeah, I'm with you. Um, look, if Savannah can catch her, and look. By no means, Clarissa can be caught. I've seen a few times in the last couple of fights where she's been caught, and you do think, well, if Savannah can catch her with one of those, then um, it could well affect the fight. But I think the, the fact is, I don't, I don't think Clarissa was silly enough to get caught with someone as hard as a puncher as she is. And I, I do believe that, yeah, some of her opponents haven't been great, and Savannah's got Savannah's Marshall's got rid of them. But um, you still got to get rid of them, and you don't really see that in in the female sport, in female sport of boxing. And uh, so it makes it impressive. And I think that if she can land one, it's just that reaction. Look out for that. If for anyone watching, I think for the first three to four rounds, just check to see what Clarissa's feeling. And if Clarissa gets into a a flow, I think it's it could be literally a one sided. I'm not saying a complete shutout. I think you're right. I mean, she could even get put down and maybe fight back and then sneak, uh, sneak a split decision. Um, uh, yeah, I just think your head says Clarissa, but your heart, our heart certainly says we hope Savannah Marshall doesn't only beat her, but knocks her out. <laughs> yeah, if only, if only that would be the outcome in this particular fight. Let's just let's just see how it plays out. It's a really great fight. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. It's a, it's, a, it's a huge fight. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really looking forward to obviously the chief co-headliner. I don't know even if it, I don't even know if it's being labelled as a chief headliner or co-support. To me, it's like a co-headlining event. You know, this is a double double uh, headline event for me. I'm not just going off Shields yeah. Marshall. I actually think Mayor Baumgartner deserves the title of it being a co-headliner because it is it's a great fight, such a good good fight, and I think Michaela Meyer is someone. who the more I've seen of her in the ring and the more I've heard from her when she's been a pundit, the more I've actually enjoyed thinking, you know, this is actually someone really worthy of, of being a respectable and, and, and great champion. And, and I think she is. And I think the the biggest win for her was against Maiva Hamadouche in 2021. That absolute epic encounter over 10 two-minute rounds in 2021, November last year, nearly a year ago, that was the one where I think a lot of people stood up and really took notice of her. Because at this point, going into that fight, she was the WBO Super Featherweight Champion. She won the IBF in that particular fight. And since that point, I think a lot of the casual audience that only sort of tune into you know, certain types of fights like Barnstormer fights like them, maybe have stood up and looked at that and gone, you know what, I'm going to follow this girl because she looks fantastic in the ring. And she's proved it. And she, in her last fight against Jennifer Han, she got another decision over 10 rounds, looked good, won practically every round. And I think she did on two of the judges' scorecards. She won every single round in the fight. Now she's going in against Alicia Baumgardner. Now this is the same Alicia Baumgardner who we've already seen when she stopped Terry Harper, literally dead in her tracks in November last year to actually win the WBC and IBO Super Featherweight Championships of the World. It was a really, really, really big fight for her. Coming over here, coming into the lines then, taking on Harper, who was much fancied to actually beat Baumgardner at this point and to stop her dead in her tracks in the fourth round was a massive, emphatic statement. Up until that point, you know, the only other big name she'd faced 
up until that point was Christina Linadatu, and that's the same Christina Linadatu who we'd seen previously when she'd fought Katie Taylor a couple of years ago. So, you know, she had a big fight. She lost that fight against Linadatu in 2018, and since then she's been on a really good run. But the Harper stoppage again is another moment in her career, the same with Maya and Hamadouche, where people have stood up, looked at her and gone, do you know what? Actually, she's got a lot more than what I thought she had. And you've got two of these hungry fighters at this stage of the career fighting for four belts between them and they're fighting on a historic card. Everything's in play for this particular fight. But it's another fight where you mentioned very earlier in the show where you talked about you've got the boxer puncher against the puncher. How do you think this particular fight is going to play out? Again, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, you, you mentioned Maya there. I've been impressed with her performances and, and, and Bam Gardner as well. But I think with, with Bam Gardner, I, I, although she got rid of Harper, I think she's she's probably, her boxing skills ain't that far away from Maya uh, in terms of Marshall. I mean, I'm not knocking Marshall. I'm not saying Marshall's just a, 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 she can box too. But I'm just saying, I think if you're looking at all four girls, I would say Bam Gardner is closer to Maya than what um Marshall is to to Shields and I think that it and with Maya being a bit of a, a taller well she's taller isn't she? she's taller she's got more of the reach I think she fights well on the outside she can get involved she can mix it up as well um and I've, I mean look that the, the Bam Gardner knockout um that was one of the knockouts of the year male or female it's stunning the way she stopped her and just literally she was she was dazed on her feet I've, I don't think I've ever seen that very often where you have an opponent literally knocked out but still standing it was an impressive impressive knockout she was very confident wasn't she Bam Gardner as well and I do think that I mean they both are um, and again you've got that animosity between the pair where you know they've they've trashed talked to each other they've they've called each other out and they've both been quite vocal in that they're not, they don't just don't like each other. I think there's genuine dislike between them and I don't think it will take much for that to escalate. I think the emotions could be a, a, again, you know, you see, I mean, we've seen the emotions of Anthony Joshua recently and uh, I think that, that that can be an element where it, it you can lose yourself in a fight. I think Maya needs to be more composed. I think if she allows herself to get to our rate, she may allow sort of Bam Gardner to get, get into this. I mean, again, the boxer puncher, great styles. We love that. I can't help myself, Sean. I've got, I just tend to go with the boxer. I think Mayer is the better boxer. And I think, I, I do honestly feel that these two minute rounds, I think they favour the boxer. They really do. And I think that's why you don't get as many knockouts in female boxing. Um, and for that reason, I do believe that, again, Mayer will win this fight. I think she wins it comfortably. Not Maybe not comfortably. There may be, there will be moments where Bam Gardner may catch her um, but I'm going to go with Maya. I think Maya is the better boxer, and I think she wins on the night. I've already solidified the pick in my mind, and I already think Maya wins this fight. I do think she wins it. After seeing that war she had with Hamadouche, for me, the way she Showing was able... Side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's shown a side where she's shown she's able to dig deep, go to the trenches, be active. Doesn't always necessarily have to be a boxer. Doesn't always have to box on the back foot. Doesn't have to try and command centre ring. She just went toe-to-toe with Hamadouche in that fight. And I think for that alone, that performance really, as I said earlier, has risen her stock. And I believe that unless Baumgardner is a horrific puncher in the sense that she could really, really hurt people and it wasn't just a one-off punch against Terry Harper, then I think she could be happy. I think Maya could happily sit in the pocket with her. And I think if she does that, 
I think she's got the ability to out-hustle her unless Bam Gardner's punches are as effective as what they looked against Terry Harper. If she is that big of a puncher in this division where Maya needs to back off, we will know early on in the fight because we will know if, if she lands on Michaela Mayer and Michaela backs off, then we're going to know that she's got some pop in her. We're going to know for real that, that you know that wasn't just a one-off occasion against Terry Harper. This girl's got a lot of pop and she needs to stay away and maybe you'll see a change in tactics throughout the course of the fight. But I think if Michaela Mayer can tough it out with her in a slugfest, I think possibly she might go down to that level and fight at that level and and have a really, really barnstorming fight. And it could end up actually, you know, trumping the main event, the Shields Marshall fight, because I think that's going to be more strategic. Whereas I actually could see the, the Mayer Baumgardner fight as a more of a an actual slugfest, you know, where they will go toe-to-toe for a lot of parts of the fight. And with it being, again, two-minute rounds, it makes it more key that you have to start fast. You have to start fast in each round of the fight. Every single round of the fight, no matter how long it goes, you've got to be a fast starter. You can't sit back and be a lateral around the ring for too long because otherwise you're not going to possibly be able to beat your opponent if you're not showing any effective aggressiveness in the fight. So I think it is going to be a really entertaining fight. In terms of win, as I've said, I think Michaela Mayer does it. I think she has got more than enough in a tank and I've seen more from her in terms of her going into the trenches and digging deep to win a fight than I have from Bam Gardner. I'm not suggesting Bam Gardner hasn't got it and I'm not just basing my pick on the fact that I've seen Maya in that position where she's gone into adversity and overcome it. I feel like she's got that ability to be able to not just outbox her, but our hustle her as well. And I think she's shown it. I think we haven't really seen that from Bam Gardner yet. She's she's got a right really stunning knockout. But you've looked back at the Christina Linadatu fight when she was early on in her career and you could see Linadatu was very similar in stature to Maya, a little bit taller, a little bit broader, was able to have more of a reach, was able to box and negate what Bam Gardner had. I think Maya does the same and I think she wins this fight, but I do think it will be an entertaining fight. I think this might actually be more entertaining than the main event and I'm genuinely excited for it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's definitely got the potential there. And I think with Maya, I mean, as you say, I think she's not frightened to really get in there and get hit. I don't think there's going to be any caginess to it. I think Maya is going to potentially, she'll start boxing. And then when she finds her opportunity, she'll put her foot on the gas. And if she throws one on her, she's not going to be like, so if you, when I was watching Ruiz like the other day, uh, where he was, he was landing a shot on Ortiz and then he would back off. I don't think you're going to do that with Maya. Maya will land a shot. If she hurts someone, she's coming in again. And I, I know, you know, I, I just generally I prefer Maya um and Bam Gardner wouldn't you, you know the Linaratu uh fight I think Linaratu was you know she was a, she's a very good boxer Linaratu she's she's I mean we see her against Katie Taylor she's got the fundamentals she's she's got ability and I think when um Bam Gardner I know it was early in her career I mean it was earlier than you know she's she's improved but I do think that when she's come up against someone with that ability she's been out box and I think that is pretty much what it's going to be with Maya. Uh, maybe she's adjusted her, I know what they've been doing in the gym, but maybe, you know, you find that some fighters get uh, heavier handed the further on they go in their career. I mean, we see it with Tyson Fury, all of a sudden he's now heavier handed, he's sitting down on his shots more. Maybe Bam Gardner may have more power now. Um, so we'll see, but I'm definitely, I'm, I'm with Maya and Clarissa. Um, but I would like to see, I, I'm a, we, we love a slugfest. So generally we do like to see the, the, the harder punches come through and the boxers sort of become a cropper. But most of the time, you know, history suggests it. 
boxers tend to come out on top. Going to be a great fight. It's a great card. We mentioned yeah. earlier about other fighters on that card. So, Caroline Dubois is going into her fourth professional fight. We've got Lauren Price in her second. Carice Hart installing her second fight. April Hunter is also on the card. She's 5-1. and one. She's looking to move forward in her career. You've got Ebony Jones, who you've seen on a couple of cards recently. Ginny Future is on her second fight. And then we've also got Shannon Ryan and Sarah Leagman also on this card. In this historic event and I don't understand why it's not being I, I think it's been well promoted in terms of the main event has been well promoted the two the two fights I'm not too sure why they've not tried to make more of the history making facts of it being an all-female card I think it's such a huge moment for for boxing and for that issue with gender equality and, and inequality in pay with genders as well I think this is a huge moment for them to be able to put a card on of this magnitude and put these two huge fights on it's not just like it's one title fight and a load of prospects versus journey women it is literally two huge title fights and yeah okay it is prospects versus journey women but it's it's the fact that they've been able to secure these two huge fights on top of it that i think for me is is huge and the fact that it's not on pay-per-view i think that's a huge thing isn't it i think that's one thing that i think I'm happy with because they've not tried to squeeze every little penny out of this particular fight. I think on any other card, these two main events probably would form part of another pay-per-view with two men fighting for a world title at the top of the card. But the fact that they've put it on here, the fact that they've made it more accessible to pe- for people to watch actually is a good, smart move because it will get more people tuning in to watch it because more people will be happy that they don't have to pay to watch these magnitude of fights. I think it's huge. I think the decision to do this is huge and I think it will definitely pay dividends for them in terms of the watch figures and the amount of people tuning into it. And and of course, for like the young girls that are aspiring to be boxers that are in the gyms now, you know, this is huge for them. I hope that the turnout to the event, you know, there's a lot of young girls that are going there that are going to see these, what they would consider to be idols in the ring going at it. And and I hope it inspires another generation. And I hope it's not the first and only and the or the first and last event, which includes an all-female card. I hope this is a bit of a precedent that's set where, you know, even if it was only once or twice a year, they were able to get these huge fights like this on an all-female card. You know, you've seen it recently here in the UK with with England women's football team winning the Euros. I mean, played better than what the men did in the Euros. I mean, yeah, we got to the final and we lost on penalties in the final, but overall, they just played better, dominated better throughout the course of it. And you've seen the emergence of this in different sports now. You know, the, the sort of the gender equality gap in terms of the... The, the sports and skills and abilities is starting to narrow just a little bit more down now it's not as wide and I think this is another event that's going, going to prove that when you see the two main events and then you get to see the, the likes of the prospects on the undercard which you know you know these these girls that on the undercard could be the ones fighting in the future in the main events like this so it's exciting and I'm all for it and if you're not all for it and you're not all for the progression of the sport then I'm not sure why you tune into the sport if you're solely just interested in watching the men knock lumps of shit out of each other then i don't really consider you to be a true boxing fan i think a true boxing fan will appreciate no matter what gender color or creed the people are in the ring as long as they can see 
people with skills and abilities going to a certain level, digging deep, getting involved in huge title fights. There's no reason why it can't be looked at on on, on the same levels as as what the men are at the moment. And I think the pay is a big thing as well. I think the pay should be increased for them. And I hope that off the back of an event like this, it starts to have them conversations start to open, the dialogue starts to open, and you start to see more of these cards happening over the course of the next 12 months. So that's like a little bit of a, a rally cry for me at the end of the show. Uh, any more thoughts, feelings, and opinions before we wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Look, you know, 2012, so what, 10 years ago, we had uh, female boxing in the Olympics for the first time ever. You know, we had fighters coming out like Clarissa Shields, Nicola Adams, you know, and, and you think how far that's come in 10 years to now finally get in, in London. I'm sure in London, the very first ever women's card, if not across the world. I mean, there may be other cards. I don't think so. Um, maybe way, way back when. But, you know, for us, this is, this is, is showing that how far women have come in boxing and I think in the next 10 years I think we will see more of these shows as you say I think once or twice a year is definitely a strong possibility and it not being on pay-per-view I think maybe in 10 years you will have all female cards unfortunately probably will be 20 quid ago <laughs> by then uh, but look you know it, it's, it's it's very significant and I think you know they've tapped into the amateur side of things with between Clarissa and Savannah Marshall uh, maybe you should tap into the fact that in, in the amateurs 2012 10 years ago you know, where boxing's come for in those 10 years. It is a historical moment, and it being in London as well. I hope they get a nice crowd in there. I really do. I think the crowd that will be there will be loud. It is a venue I used to love going to and watching boxing. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, it always generates a great atmosphere, and I really hope that, you know, it does inspire the next generation. And it's great to see Dubois and... Um, and uh, Lauren Price and Art still on there as well. Obviously, with that in mind, that's probably why they signed the three of them. But all in all, really looking forward to the event. Um, and I mean, look, the women have had a great year this year. I think they, they beat the men in more medals in the Olympics. You know, you've had the women beating the men pretty much winning the Euros where we didn't, we fouled. And uh, and you've got this all women's card. And, and you know, I've got you got to credit the women at the minute. They're, they're banging the drum. And they're, uh, as you say, you know, rightfully so. I think there needs to be... It's the depth in boxing, though, Sean. I think that's where we need. We need a bigger depth. Hopefully, in 10 years' time, there'll be a better depth, therefore, better money for these girls. And the boxing, the standard of it is, you know, you watch Saturday night, the elite levels. Uh, you know, we talk about Serrano and Taylor. This could potentially, uh, this night could overshadow that. And that was a great night for women's boxing. So, uh, really, really just can't wait to see it, really. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. It's a really, really great event for the sport of boxing really excited to have previewed it for this week and i hope you have all enjoyed this preview episode for shields versus marshall and of course mayor versus Baumgartner. if you have or you've got any thoughts feelings and opinions about how the fights are going to go down what you think about it what you think about some of the comments here at the end about how the sport is changing and how the gap is narrowing gender wise please let us know you can tweet us at btr boxing pod on twitter or you can find us at btr boxing podcast network on facebook instagram you can find us on youtube we put the video clips on twitter we put the video clips on even tiktok as well so please do let us know your thoughts feelings and opinions on this preview show the fights that are happening and of course make sure you've subscribed to what is all the available podcasting apps out there you can find us on apple on spotify on podbean any available podcasting app just type in btr boxing podcast network you'll get this main show you'll get all the series 
based content out there as well. Please make sure you're subscribing to it. Let us know your thoughts, feelings and opinions. And we hope you enjoy these big fights this weekend. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.